Hi there, I'm Rod Fair. I'm the pastor of North Douglas Church here in Victoria, British Columbia. And we're so grateful that you could join together uh, along with the rest of us uh, seeing this video to take in this teaching all about Jesus. We've been studying this series of messages uh, on the person of Jesus, some of the things he did, some of the things he said, and uh, it's just been a, a great series to follow through for our summer. We're so grateful that you've joined us today. We're going to talk about Jesus and the children. Before I get there, I just want to remind you that you can find all the messages in this series on our webpage, northdouglaschurch.com. You can also find it on our YouTube page, our Facebook page, as well as on podcast. And if you want to send us a message, please send it to prayer at northdouglaschurch.com. And then I'll pass that along to those that can pray for your requests or I'll send you an email response just if you have a question about this message or anything about the church. Today I'm talking about Jesus and the children. And I wanted to be here in this room. This is our summer camp room. You can see some of the toys in the background. We've just completed our vacation Bible school and we've been having summer camp every week uh, for the entire summer. And it, it's been exciting to have so many kids in the church to be able to teach them about who Jesus is and the things that he said and how we can convey as a church that families and children are really important to us. And so we, uh, we had a great time with our Vacation Bible School this past week just talking about Rocky Railway and using those uh, railway themes to talk about how Jesus helps us and pulls us through difficult circumstances. And uh, I know that uh, if your kids were able to attend, that they had a good time. They told me so much about what they had learned. It is a privilege to be able to interact and to talk with children because when we do so, we bring a blessing into their lives. You know, this is what uh, the writer of Proverbs, when he was speaking from the point of view of wisdom, says in Proverbs 8, Blessed are those who listen to me, that is wisdom, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway for those who find me life, find life and receive favor from the Lord. You know, to bestow a blessing is really to bestow favor on someone. A blessing is to give someone the gift of favor. We can do that, um, you know, in so many different ways, but Jesus talked to his followers in Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes, and said, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And he wasn't talking about just a way to find happiness. He was talking about ways to find the favor of God. And when we give away the favor of God to others, then we are really giving a blessing. When we find the favor of God, we are receiving a blessing. And a lot of that has to do with acceptance. Um, acceptance is giving honor to that special person in your life. And so when we accept someone, we accept someone in our family, into our home, when we accept someone as a friend, we are giving them favor. We are giving them a blessing. And that is really, really important. Now, I hope that you understand the importance of blessing in your home, blessing in your family, as well as blessing in your own life and how that blessing can overflow to others. 
You know, we find that in the lives of children, they need the blessing of adults. They need the blessing of those that are not only teachers, not only parents, but the other adults that are around them. They need to find God's favor in the midst of the relationship they have. And, um, and so today, I want you to know that when we are reaching out for God's blessing, we are wanting to convey that to the children in our lives. And the more that you can do that, I know the better our whole society will be, the better our church will be for certain, as we bless the kids that we come in contact with. Um, this is what it says in Matthew chapter 19. It says, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place their hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And when he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. See, the parents were looking for a blessing. They were looking for a blessing not just for themselves, but they were looking for a blessing for their kids. And so they brought their children to Jesus. And the disciples thought, well, kids aren't really very important, wanted to push them away. But Jesus wanted to welcome them, said, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you need to enter it as a child, like a child. And so he found very big importance uh, upon, he placed big importance upon children and the fact that they could come to him and be blessed by God. This is the main point of my message today. I would like to see you as a church bring blessing into the lives of children. It's not much <laughs> simpler than that. It's that when we have children in our midst, we need to bless them. We need to bless them when they're in our home, when they're in our church, when they're in our life. If we can pass on a blessing to them, then we are doing a good thing. We are doing God's work when we can bless them. So come on a little journey with me as we explore what it means to bring blessing into the lives of children. And the first thing is this, appreciate the promises of God. You need to appreciate God's promises to you. If you can't appreciate God's favor, then you're not gonna be able to pass it along to others, whether it be children or other friends or family. You need to know that God's favor is for you and what that is all about. And so appreciate God's favor, appreciate God's blessing and his promises. And so if you think about the promises that God has given to you in his word, what, what are the things that are most important? You may, think about, you may think about heaven, the fact that we have eternal life in Jesus Christ in a place that he has promised he is preparing for us in heaven. It could be God's presence. So we value that and we say, God, we want to know that you are close by. It could be God's guidance and that God is leading and directing us and that we are calling on his name or maybe answers to prayer. You're looking for God to come and he has said that he hears us and listens to our prayers. All of those promises are important and they're all vital. You know, the promise that came to the children uh, in the Ten Commandments is repeated in Ephesians. And this is what Paul said uh, to families. He said in Ephesians 6, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that, you may, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. This is a promise that God made to to families that if they would seek him out, that they would have a, a long life as they honored their mother and their father. It was important. And so we uh, come to understand God's promises. We appreciate what he said. 
probably the greatest promise is about God's presence. And Jesus said this in John chapter 14, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. God himself is blessing us with his presence. When we seek him out and we come into his presence, he promised he would be with us. It is a, a great promise and we need to appreciate that. And then we need to learn how to pass that along. And so that's the next step. Once we appreciate God's promises, we need to be a blessing to others. And so we can pass it along to others. Israel as a nation was told that they would be a blessing to the whole earth. That is, Abraham was given these promises, said that his offspring would be as many as the stars in the sky and the sand on the sea shore. And ultimately that, that the Jewish people would be a blessing to the whole earth. We know that in the Old Testament, there are many promises about the Messiah. They foretold the coming of Jesus. And in the midst of the coming of Jesus as the Messiah, the great things that he would do and how he would literally save people from their sins. And it was just such an important thing for the Jewish people to know that they were supposed to be a blessing to the world. And ultimately, because they received the promises of God uh, and Christ being the fulfillment of those promises, we are followers of Christ. We are to be the representatives of Jesus in the world and we are supposed to pass that blessing along. We're supposed to be messengers that would tell the good news of the gospel of Jesus. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse says, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Now, I know that parents would like to have a blessing from God in their family. It's an important thing to be able to seek that out. But in order for it to come to pass, it's just not about asking God to bring the blessing. It's about us blessing our kids. It's about us blessing our grandkids. And for those of you that are teachers or those of you that just have kids in your life for other reasons, maybe they're family friends, you bring a blessing to them. You are told to bless them. And if you will bless them and pass along the blessing that you receive from God, then we multiply the blessing in the favor of the Lord. Now, Gary Smalley is an author and a psychologist, and he did a survey of 100 different people and asked them this specific thing. When had they received their father's blessing? How did they know? And this is some of the responses. Uh, someone said, my father would put his arm around me in church and let me lay my head on his shoulder. Another said, when my father was facing being transferred at work, he purposely took another job so that he could finish, that I could finish my senior year in high school at the same school. Someone said, when I wrecked my parents' car, my father's first reaction was to hug me and let me cry instead of yelling at me. Someone said, when I was 13, my dad trusted me to use his favorite hunting rifle while I was invited to go hunting with a friend and his father. Another person said, my father went with me when I had to take back an ugly dress a saleswoman had talked me into buying. Another one was, my father would let me practice pitching to him for a long time when he got home from work. And the last one I want to share with you said, 
Even though I had never seen him cry before, my father cried during my wedding because he was going to miss me being no longer at home. You think about the simple things that have been done by dads in order to bless their kids. And it's true of mothers as well. Grandparents have all blessed their kids. But as an adult, we can bless uh, any of the children that are in our care. And as a church, I want to see the kids be blessed. I want them to see them inherit the favor of God. And we need to see believers that are strong in the Lord pass that blessing along to our children, just as Jesus did. So what are you going to do? How are you going to go about that? And that brings us to the next step. And that is look for opportunities to bless children in your life. I believe that children need to be accepted and cared for and loved by their parents and that they appreciate that when they receive that acceptance. But truthfully, that can come from any adult. And anybody that would reach out to a child to encourage them and bless them and bring God's favor on them is doing a service to the kingdom of heaven in encouraging that child. Matthew chapter 18, Jesus said this, he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned into the depth of the sea. Jesus was saying that we have a responsibility to care for kids, that we have to be able to pass on the spiritual truth to children. And I believe that we need to really take that to heart. We need to build encouragement in our kids. And encouragement means to give courage. Now, we've done a lot of correction and behavior modification with kids, and we're always saying, you know, you shouldn't do that, or you should do this a different way. But how many times are we instilling them and empowering them to make forward motion to do good things in their life? That was a great job. That was a good thing that you did to, uh, in order to raise those funds with that bottle drive for the homeless. Or you were able to help your brother uh, clean up his toys. And, you know, I think that's a great thing. You know, anytime we can build encouragement into a child, we're instilling the favor of God. And, of course, we want to teach them spiritual truth. We want to be able to share who Jesus is and show them what it is like to pray, what it's like to hear from God, what it is like to be able to be a blessing to other people. When we teach our children those things, then we have truly done great things in the kingdom of heaven because we have perpetuated the favor of God. It continually will be passed on. One of the ways that we can build encouragement in children is to think about the special occasions that come along in life and to plan for encouragement in that. You think about all of the rites of passage that happen within a child's life and the, the opportunity in order to be a blessing. You know, certainly we think of some of the, the big opportunities uh, that happen in order to give a blessing. You know, we think about birth and we think about how when a baby is born, we want to lay hands on them, pray for them. For my own grandchildren, when they were born, I was you know, praying for them and asking God for a word to speak over my grandkids. 
And those things are, are great opportunities to be a blessing and to give a blessing, uh, encouragement to our children. But think about all the other things. What happens when they do something really good that they've accomplished something? Maybe they've been in a soccer match and, and their team won. Great opportunity to build encouragement. What about when uh, they've you know, done a, a test at school and they have uh, told you all about it? Or maybe they've drawn a picture and they want to show you. You know, those things are opportunities. They're just simple, everyday things, but they're opportunities to pass a blessing along to a child. There are certainly coming of age moments when kids turn, you know, sometimes 13, or maybe it's a little bit older, like 16. Somebody gets their license and you go, good job, I, I'm sure that you'll be a great driver. You know, of course, as kids grow up and they turn into young adults, eventually there's some relationship issues and you know they need to be guided and helped in the midst of those to pick a, a good person to be with for life. But when they get engaged, we need to bless them. We need to help them and encourage them in all of those things. When they get married, when they have their first child or when they buy their first home, all of those things are opportunities to pour on blessing. So let's do that. Let's be the kind of church that whether they're kids in our family, whether we're related to them or not, that we would give the blessing, that we would help kids be blessed of God. This is what Jesus wants to do. This is what Jesus demonstrated for us. And I believe that we need to take it to heart and really give all of our best to, to help the children live in God's favor. You know, as I come to the end of this message, I want you to know that you are destined to be a person of blessing. Just as the Jewish nation was supposed to be a blessing to the world, we as followers of Christ are supposed to be a blessing to others, and especially to children. You know, Jesus had welcomed them, laid his hands on them. He didn't let the disciples push the kids aside. Let's be the kind of people that will speak blessing and life in the favor of God over our children and other people's children, over the children that are in our church, over the children that are in our community. And so I will leave you with this a passage of scripture from Numbers uh, chapter six. This was the, the priestly blessing over the people. And it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. May we be the kind of people that share that kind of blessing with the kids that are in our relationship and within our realm of uh, interaction. Be a blessing to children. Father God, thank you for all that you do. And I pray today that you would teach us and show us how we can be a blessing to more and more children in our lives that we can be a blessing to the kids in our church, the families that we have here. And I pray that you would multiply that blessing so that your favor can be poured out in our community. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord.
Children and their children and their children make us free. 